Welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What, the podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And today, it's the 95th Academy Award. We did it. We watched. It was fun. It was not like a super eventful um, Academy Award. It it wasn't bad by any means. Jimmy Kimmel was mostly fine. I think they went to the uh, Will Smith well too many times. Maybe, but I don't know. It's just, it was going to happen, and it's Jimmy. I think uh, the upfront monologue was fine, but then continuing to talk about it, no. We don't need to keep calling attention to this horrible thing that happened. Like, it's just, it, it just was gross, like, at that point. Like, the beginning, I understood it, but no, we didn't need it. It was a perfectly fine ceremony. There was nothing too crazy. Jimmy had good bits. We got Cocaine Bear on stage. That was great. Loved that. And we got a, a really awkward moment with Malala. Yes, but she shined so well. It was and very Jimmy good. even was like, that's awesome. You win. That was a perfect response. Great job. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I mean, it was stupid, but fun, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's kind of what you expect from the Oscars. We've got some lovely speeches from some people. No real surprises? Uh, some people are going to be very surprised by this, mostly because we've had a, a pretty big backlash to, to the movie that was the big winner tonight. And yet, they're all wrong. I, I I, mean, you know, everything everywhere took home seven, and it earned every fucking single one of them. It did. Mm-hmm. And all the speeches by those people were beautiful, so well done. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't be mad. This is a movie of a bunch of people that through the process became a family. Yeah. And spoke to that and spoke about it the entire time. I've got a big quibble with one of the awards. And it's not to say that she's not great, but honestly, I'm I'm still I've been on record. I'm still shocked that Jamie Lee is in this category for supporting actress. Same. I completely agree. If we're talking about the best performance by a supporting actress in this movie, it's Stephanie Shu. She's so phenomenal and she holds her own against these other two powerhouse women very, very well. But she was never gonna win. So am I mad Jamie Lee won? No. Would I have liked Angela Bassett to have won? Yes. Yes. I would have. Everyone agrees they would love to. But I went with my gut. Yeah. I was like, I think Jamie's going to win. So I put Jamie in first place, which means I got two points for Jamie and David only got one. But that was not the deciding factor. No. The deciding factor came from the fact that I lost costume design because I went with Elvis and you went with Black Panther. And I got it. And you got it. And I'm so happy that the Academy made that decision. Same. Same. I'm so happy about that. Mm -hmm. Surprised, but so happy about it. I'm fine with losing that point. Totally. So that evened us up. And so that put us into a fact where every other thing we either both lost or like we both lost original uh, score and original song. And production design and makeup and hairstyling. Yeah, we didn't get any of those right. So it came down to literally one category where we differentiated, and that was actor in a leading role. I had Austin Butler as my two-point choice and Brendan as my one-point choice, and David had it the opposite. So whichever one, whoever won, Brendan or Austin, was going to decide which one of us was going to win. And if neither of them won and somebody pulled away in a dark horse, we, tie. we were going to tie. Yeah, so that means by one point, David won. Brendan fucking Fraser. Look, man. <laughs> I, I am not like, again, I am 
I am not upset at all by my one point loss here. Not at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I want to be clear though. I probably would have picked the other three guys who I wouldn't have picked to win tonight for my mm-hmm. best actor this year. I liked their performances better than sure. those other two guys. Fair. For me, it's Colin Farrell all day. You know, and then I sit there and I'm like, oh, but Bill Nye and Paul Meskel really got under my skin. <laughs> they were great, but they weren't like these big beacons. No, like, from their obviously. Movies. Look, man, it felt right for Brendan. Brendan was coming away, especially with the Guild Awards, which to me, like the Guild Award is always your best indicator mm-hmm. because that's the people who are going to have the the biggest weight vote when it comes to the Academy. Mm-hmm. and it just felt like he had the momentum late to make mm-hmm. the push. That Austin Butler was great, but Austin Butler felt like a split vote choice. Maybe. And and my thing was that I felt like if Austin kept winning awards mm-hmm. and shutting everyone out, that it would it would be him in a landslide. But that Brendan kept winning other awards and they mm-hmm. kept going neck and neck and i was like uh, brendan's too good a story here <laughs> for all we know he could have won by literally one vote we don't know it's completely possible yeah i also don't care i'm so <laughs> like this category was so good it was so good like when and uh, let's say that about like pretty much a, a big chunk this year of the categories were like yeah. man there are three that i can't be mad about like the three like frontliners like i i can't be mad about any one of them winning like i can't i just can't i am not upset about any of these choices mm-hmm. i was mostly upset that there were some other people that we could have slotted in and some nominations sure. here sure. that i think would have a given us more diversity and b were war- more well earned sure i but. i i don't disagree with that at all um also in terms of the performance of the 20 people nominated 16 of them this was their first time being nominated that's pretty fucking cool that's a huge coup for Hollywood. That, yeah, and it was ve- it is a very diverse nominating pool. It it just points to the fact that Hollywood was finally going, okay, it's time to cast some other people and stuff. True. The category requirements next year are different. So we're going to get a very different slate of films, I hope. And as we get closer, I think we'll be able to like gauge how much that is working and and look at those categories and mm-hmm. how the nominees shake out because of that. Yeah, well, and you know, I'm like, we're so happy that Sarah Polly won for adapted screenplay. That might be the happiest I was for any award winning that night. That was that was probably the one we were most concerned about not going the way it needed to. Right before I I said I was like I feel like All Quiet's about to win this. No, um, and they she, didn't. Thank God. She made a great joke. She's like, I'm really glad that the thank you to Academy for. Uh, not being too worried about the word women and talking being so close together. <laughs> um, yeah, like she did. I mean, she did an amazing job. Uh, she she earned that. She should have been. She should have been nominated. Should have been nominated for directing. Mm-hmm. So I hope we see more things like that next year. I also I love the performance of Natu Natu. It was so fun, and I'm not mad at all that it won. But I hope we have some more lively performances next year. And I know that just becomes filler and they're trying to keep the show like moving well. But I think having some things like that help move the show. I am reminded of the year they had Palabolas there. And those are the super bendy people who did the body morphs into the title cards for the best pictures. 
And I just remember being like, that was so visually striking and interesting. Um, and it didn't take a lot of time. So I feel like we kind of need to bring that back a little bit. <laughs> I mean, fair. Although I got to say, all of our performances tonight even ones that I was, I, I will say, this is a life, not the best. I mean, Stephanie Shu went up there and just like went for broke, but Mitski yeah. has this incredible voice that. Sure. I, and I was also, like, it would have been hot nice dog fingers. Mitski. Hot dog fingers. David Byrne is incredible. And every time he p- goes on a stage, he is always bound and determined to make it weird in the best way. I'm fine with all of that. Lady Gaga did. One of the most amazing stripped down performances that I was not prepared for. Yeah, but also they got way too close to her face. Like, I'm sorry, let the woman breathe a little. It's this very emotional song. It was not, it was too much. Even if that's what they requested, that was too, it was still too much. It was, no. The directors were a little wild. They were, they, yeah. they made They made some choices. And granted, that's better than making no choices, which we've sure. seen from some of the Oscar ceremonies. Sure. But some of them was like, whoa, this is un- this is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But like her performance was killer. It really was. Rihanna's performance was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. Uh, you know, even applause. They they dressed that song up. That's a turd. Mm-hmm. And they made it listenable. Yeah. I mean, all in all, it was really good. And, you know, we got lots of lots of fun bits. And the movie that we've been saying for an entire year is the greatest. One of the greatest things we've ever seen. One Almost all of the biggest awards that it was slated to win. Yeah, the things that lost, I I mean, we're not we don't even care about. <laughs> like they like it was song and see what else did they lose? Costume design is probably the big one. I was like, oh. But I I felt like Black Panther was still just so far and away amazing. <laughs> oh, completely agree. Yeah, they lost score and song and costume design. Yeah. I mean, that's three awards, and we we're just like, nah, y'all aren't going to win those anyways. Not really. No. And I like that we split some things up. Like, it felt like, I, you know, at the end of the day, I could quibble about whether I thought that certain stuff was better than other stuff. But mm-hmm. also, I feel like in many cases, these awards were, and this was made abundantly clear during the ceremony, these awards were trying to recognize movies that the Academy also felt were hugely impactful on the industry. Sure. That was a big theme of the night, and I don't blame them for that. No, that was a comment that was made about the fact that, like, we're finally back in theaters, like, that, like, we're all here. Like, so many people went and saw these films the way y'all intended them for to be seen, which was very interesting because, yeah, I mean, 2020 was hard and 2021 was still hard. And so last year, things really started to feel normal in a lot of ways. Um, COVID is still very much wreaking havoc in our world. Um, Our world is going to forever be changed by that. But it definitely changed the way we consume cinema. Um, So this is the first year that we're we're in a similar place to where we were before the pandemic. So it's interesting. And and to be very clear, there are also lots of people, and I I totally understand this criticism, who are like, yeah, we shouldn't be doing this, though. (laughs) No. And there are many people who, who are still not comfortable or completely unable for any number of reasons. They're unable to go to movie theaters to Absolutely. see movies. Absolutely. And and all of that's valid and it's yeah. going to constantly be evolving. I think the thing for us particularly that changed was that we were making more conscious decisions not to see films in theaters because we didn't want to give it our money. 
at that time where we're like, you know what, that's not the type of film I want to sit in the theater and watch until I have to. Avatar. I was like, I don't want to pay money to go see that film until I have to. It's just, that was another joke of the night was about how long a lot of these films were this year. That is, yeah, and it's not getting any better, (laughs) y'all. No, I think that is the one thing that streaming has ruined some filmmakers on is they don't know how to cut. And it's not to say that, like, I am totally fine with three-hour movie when it serves its purpose. And there's no fat there. But very few of the longer films move in a way that three hours is justified. I'm looking at you, Jim. Fucking cut Avatar. (laughs) Tar is the only movie this year that was, like, two hours plus that I could have reasonably justified seeing in a theater and being like, "Mm -mm, I want to sit through this whole fucking thing. (laughs) No, it's fair. And like a Chris Nolan film where like, yes, a lot of there were going to have a lot of sweeping visuals, but they tend to serve a really significant purpose. So I'll go with it. But yeah, so that's going to be an interesting thing as we continue to evolve with how films are distributed and going to the theater versus being like, you know what? That one's going to be on that streaming service that I already pay for. So I'll just wait till it's on that and I'll watch it at home. It's fine. I also really appreciate Jimmy and his monologue, not really trying to take a dig, but talking about Woman King and Till. Yeah. And really making the point, like, it was it was a subtle dig, especially mm-hmm. more to, like, the studios and the really big promoters who sure. wouldn't pay attention to that for the nominations. Mm-hmm. But for more in the audience, it was, it, and, and the way he put it, because I was worried he was really going to, like, push it as a joke, but he didn't. He's like, go see these movies if you haven't. Mm-hmm. They're important, too. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those, like, just because it didn't get nominated doesn't mean it's not worthy of your time. Yeah. And, like, Woman King, we saw, we talked about, and yeah. I, I really felt like it was going to get some acting nods. Everybody did. Everybody was shocked that it didn't. And Till was, by all accounts, incredibly powerful. It just got completely buried. Mm-hmm. But many many people have talked about how it's like this movie deserved so much better (laughs) well and i think that's i mean that's also like a big aim of us doing this podcast is to watch films that have been i mean it kind of started out like just films that were important to us individually like oh my god you have to see this film you'll understand me so much better um and then just like cultural touchstones but a lot of it has also become as we've done i mean we've done over We've done over 300 films. Yeah. Easy. It's become more of like, where are our gaps? Where are gaps and not just like things that we could have seen when we were kids or as we were like, oh, I was really focused on this type of movie, but I just missed this one. Um, trying to fill those gaps in like filmmakers that, you know, have done really great work that we may not have seen everything that they did. Um, it's impossible to consume everything, but we certainly are trying. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen way too many movies. Yes. But we're 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 in no rush to stop. No, we uh No, we actually have to pull ourselves back sometimes from doing like crazy things because we do have like lives <laughs> and children and like just, we have just like responsibility. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is dumb. I know. So let me let me say this too. Like a handful of movies that we talked we talked about on the show and we talked about reviewing that I will say just they're under the radar. They got some nominations here and they mm-hmm. turned out to be incredible and we never would have seen them had they got not gotten nominated. Yeah. I want to throw out After Sun. Mm-hmm. If it hits you, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And so I recommend it to everyone. Living, incredible. <laughs> 
was just also, incredibly yeah, well-made movie. movie. To Leslie, just a powerhouse mm-hmm. performance with a really solid story. And Causeway, which was just a, it's a basically a little indie movie, but mm-hmm. the performances just elevate it to some upteenth level. So, and and also in that vein, I'm going to say Women Talking. Oh, very. Be, yes. I'm going to be very clear. Just the name Women Talking, I'm like, I don't want to fucking see that movie. I don't like. I don't. I like. I am a woman. I don't want to see a film about women being terrorized. Like, I just don't. Like, this is this is no, no, thank you. I'm so glad I saw it. I am. I like all the content and trigger warnings for that film, but I'm really glad I saw it. Yeah. I it was beautiful. It was so well written. So deserved that nomination. But if it hadn't been nominated, I would have never seen it. Yeah, um, and and frankly, no one did. I, it got buried and like and that sucks especially with such an amazing cast that it has like that's the other thing that's very surprising but yeah they did not market that film at all um but good good for sarah Polly for getting that award because she earned the fuck out of that and the good news is is that you know these nominations that that's part of the big difference like that's mm-hmm. why I, I know people have soured on the oscars and many of them for very good reasons mm-hmm. i will say one of the things that the oscars still does is that it's not in the winners. Mm-hmm. It's not in the profile of the winners. It's the nominees. Mm-hmm. If you pay attention to the nominees, you're going to find things that flew under the radar that when you sit down and watch, you're going to be impressed and astounded mm-hmm. and fall in love with in little ways. You know, fucking another round. Yeah. I think uh, back to another round in a movie that was just like, I know this will win. This can't win every award, but it should. <laughs> I would I would it, yeah and it's that and again it comes back to like films that we would have never seen if it weren't for us doing this podcast I would have never seen The Apartment <laughs> which if you've been listening to us for any length of time you know is the best movie David has ever made me watch I have known David for almost 20 years that is literally <laughs> the best movie he has ever been like you're watching this I'm like fine Oh my god, I love this movie. It's so good. And I just like that's that's why we love movies. Like 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 what you said after we saw everything everywhere all at once. Like this is why we make movies. And that's why we love movies. I'm just glad that we've got more filmmakers taking big swings. And I include people like Baz Luhrmann and Jim Cameron in that. Look, man. Oh, I don't, sure. I don't love those movies, but they took big fucking swings. They went and aimed for, for the fences. And it resonated with a ton of people. Yeah. And yeah, you can't no. you can't be mad about that part of it, and mm-hmm. and you know I think hearing opinions from some other people who like really loved those movies, and I was like, this is a terrible movie. What are you talking about? But the more I heard from them, the more I recognized, and this is something I need to like recognize more in what's going on mm-hmm. is that people who take big swings, even God bless him, Damien Chazelle, who needs to learn how to fucking rein in his stories. But no, man, he should not be allowed to write stories. No, he should be a producer because he's fucking amazing at it. He should be a producer. But goddamn, mm-hmm. a studio gave him $300 million to make that thing. And we need more of that. <laughs> we, need, we need studios to be willing to commit that kind of money to big, bold stories, even when they fail. That's what we need. I, I mean, true. I, be responsible with it, obviously. But that's <laughs> the other thing. That's the other point of, like, stop giving money to... to men just because they happen to hit gold once yeah like give that money like take that same 300 million dollars and make you know a bunch of 10 million dollar films 20 fuck make a couple you know 50 million dollar films this is fair and you will probably out of that batch get half of them that are amazing 
or really good and you might get one that is just a fucking killer that is just the best thing ever and you might get one that's a train wreck and you might get a few that are like this is not the best and you might get one that like doesn't make you any money but becomes a cult classic it becomes that one that everyone's like oh my god this movie is so fun i don't care that it's bad or stupid but i love it like do more of that give smaller amounts of money to people who have done good work but maybe they just haven't you know gotten the bigger budget yet we'll give them a little bit more money and hollywood promote your good movies like okay everyone needs to take notes from a24 because they are still a very new studio and the they don't they don't have one identity their only identity is that we know how to fucking market our movies because they have some weird fucking movies but those trailers are great they market the fuck out of them they know what they're doing they had a runaway winner but also including best actor including makeup Mm -hmm. they just won a whole like almost half the oscars tonight yeah 24 yeah and they've only really been on the scene in terms of like getting a lot of recognition for their films maybe the last four or five years 2015 is probably the first time I remember hearing their name, and it mm-hmm. was around The Witch and Robert yeah. Eggers. Yeah, it was with a few horror films, and then Bloomhouse was also coming up. But A24 has blossomed into, they they took the chance on artsy horror mm-hmm. and and really intense psychological and emotional horror, and that has blossomed into filmmakers who are trying to tell much deeper stories. Well, and just really good indie films. Yeah. Like indie stories. It's just they're they're they know what they're doing right now. And it's the working. amount of time I saw that logo come up this year yep. and was like, really? It that was, was a an A twenty four movie? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wasn't seeing W WB or MGM very often. It it's 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 not it's not working as much. You gotta rein in those temp poles a little bit, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even I, I've I've been a fan of the MCU for a long time, but it's like, hey, y'all, y'all got to find some other places to spend this money. <laughs> well, not not every film is supposed to be a three hour epic, mm-hmm. which like we just saw Ant Man, two hour movie, probably still could have cut twenty minutes out of it, but you know what? it was fun. It was like I don't know what the budget was for this film, but it was definitely less than others, and that is fine. Oh, <sighs> well, there's no rest for the weary. We've already got plans for the next season. Yeah, so we are taking a break, as is our want after the Oscars. We take some time off um, because we need a break. We also need to, like, stack. We need to bank a few <laughs> movies. We need to go at a different pace for a little while. We also have Riverdale coming up for our last season of doing that. Thank God. Oof. Uh, it should be a fun, crazy ride, but um, we're getting ready to do that. Um, so we will be back, and you'll, but it will be a, just a little while. Not too long. Nope. We've got, we've got fun stuff in the works, and this year, already slated to be another hell of a ride of movies. <laughs> yes, we have some, we're going to do some different things. Well, not be different, we're Celeste, but um, we're going to see a lot of new shit. Yep. Excited about it. So until next season. Have a good movie. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.